Jamer and Tadzer. Hello and welcome to Celtic Roots Radio, coming to you today from Belfast, Northern Ireland. Celtic, folk, folk rock, Appalachian, bluegrass, Scottish, Irish, Breton, Cajun. If it's Celtic or Roots music you like, you'll find it here on Celtic Roots Radio.
about you is all keeping readily. Welcome to the Celtic Roots Radio Show. I'm Raymond McCulloch in Belfast, and our we taste the great new Celtic songs and tunes, and a bit of crack too from myself. We started the show off with Johnny Jump Up from the Galway Hooker Band in California, and with more great music to come. And our show this week is sponsored by an Irish thriller from Precious Oil Publications. Danger Danger by Jerry McCulloch is the story of twin Belfast girls, separated from birth, but we meet again by accident in adult life. Both have remarkably similar circumstances, despite their different social upbringing, and both are headed for trouble, due, for the most part, to the men they have become involved with. Will they survive to make better choices? You can buy the paperback edition from Amazon stores worldwide, or get the Kindle edition for the cost of a cup of coffee. More info on the website, preciousoil.com. Check out our Celtic Roots Cafe community, where you'll find information about our artists and bands, music videos, photos, forum posts and a blog. Just click the cafe button on our main website, celticrootsradio.com. And if you like the crack on our shows, you can read it again at your leisure on our Celtic Roots Crack blog. Find it on the podcast page at celticrootsradio.com. And now you can also read it on Mark Gunn's Celtic Music Magazine. More comments on the show. John Spooner, possibly in France, emailed with the subject, I like your station. Great mix of music. Don't change anything, John. Glad you like it, John. And don't worry, we don't plan to change much. Just lots more great music and crack. Once you've downloaded all our podcast shows, you can still tune in to our 24-7 station on Live 365 for even more music, crack from myself, and shows from Mark Gunn and others. Find it on our radio page at CelticRootsRadio.com Please keep in touch with us through email, Facebook message, Twitter or our cafe site. We've currently 64 ratings on the US iTunes store, with lots of reviews there and in several other countries. But we always appreciate a new review of the show. Drop us a wee email to let us know in case we miss it. While you're on iTunes, just enter Raymond McCulloch into the search box to find all of our other podcasts. This is Natalie Brown from Iowa, USA, with a tune called Chit Chat. You'll find your heart is lighter on the dark and dusty road. 
go, dance as you go. You'll find your fader later, get you there before you know. from British Columbia, Canada called Dance As You Go Last show I talked a bit about Belfast's new Titanic Quarter and the Titanic Belfast Centre Last Saturday we had a bit of a wander down there in the sun and checked out the facilities on offer There's no free parking and you have to be prepared to do a bit of walking to get anywhere The SS Nomadic sister ship to Titanic, Britannic and Olympic and the only ship remaining of the White Star Line is currently in the dry dock at Abercorn Basin, being refurbished. Nomadic was used to carry first and second class passengers from Cherbourg out to the Titanic and the Olympic. At the moment, there is also a small Belfast Harbour marina with temporary facilities in Abercorn Basin at the back of the Odyssey building. Eventually, as the Titanic quarter is developed, this marina will move to the dock below the famous Harland and Wolf cranes, Goliath and Samson. The Titanic wasn't the only ship to leave Ireland for the USA and not to arrive. In fact, the very first ship to leave here for America was the Eagle Wing, which set off as early as 1636. The ship was named from verses in Exodus and Isaiah, referring to the children of Israel being carried on eagles' wings and soaring on wings like eagles. This ship was built at Grimsport Harbour on the southern shore of Belfast Lock from 1631 on. In 1636, 140 Presbyterian men, women and children, including four ministers, set sail for the New World in order to escape the limitations on their religious freedom being imposed upon them by the Church of England and the English government. Although the province of Ulster had been planted largely with Scots Presbyterians in the early 1600s, the province had subsequently been divided up into Anglican parishes, with some Presbyterian and Puritan ministers being allowed to minister in a few parishes. Four Scots Presbyterian ministers, Blur, Welsh, Livingston and Dunbar, twice excluded from ministering in their churches, began to make plans to travel to the New World. They made contact with Cotton Mather in New England 
and were assured that they would be free to practice their own unique form of Christianity there. They sent over an agent who selected a tract of land near the mouth of the Merrimack River on the border between Massachusetts and New Hampshire. The 150-ton ship set sail from Loch Fergus, present-day Carrick Fergus, on the north shore of Belfast Loch, with Blair, Livingston and two other preachers, Hamilton and McClellan, aboard. They immediately had some trouble with unfavourable winds off the coast of Scotland and grounded the ship there to look for leaks in the keel. Setting off again, they managed to cover more than half of the journey, but then encountered very stormy seas, high winds and heavy rain, resulting in a broken rudder, mended by the captain, Andrew Agnew, torn sails and other serious damage to the ship, which also sprung a leak. Even when several passengers became sick and two died, a child and an old person, they remained cheerful and confident. One child was born during the journey and was baptised by Mr Livingstone, who named it Seaborn. The captain and crew told the ship's company that it was impossible to hold out any longer, with more storms to be expected before they could reach their goal. Eventually, after much prayer and discussion, the passengers agreed to give in to their urging. The Eagle Wing turned back for Ireland and entered the harbour at Loch Fergus again on the 3rd of November, after an absence of about eight weeks. And we've been listening to Arabesque from Matthew Fagan in Victoria, Australia.
Shoemaker Brothers, another band from California, USA, and the Sunshine Song. The company of the Eagle Wing, having sold all their possessions to buy goods to trade in America, and with people they had hired to help them to fish and to build houses there, demanding their wages, were a good deal worse off than before they set sail. The four ministers, still not accepted in Ireland by the ruling authorities, returned to Scotland the following year, where they had more success. They were welcomed by the people there and became instrumental in the subsequent overturn of the Episcopal form in Scotland, which has been largely Presbyterian ever since. Eventually, more settlers from Ulster did make it to Boston and Portland in 1718, the passengers immediately inquiring about the piece of land in the Merrimack River, very likely Londonderry, New Hampshire, where they then settled. More and more ships brought Ulster Scots settlers to America, 
in turn becoming pioneers and frontiersmen. As they established each new settlement, they would first build a fort for protection from the natives, and then they would build a church and a school. The Reverend Francis McKimey came from Ulster to America in 1683 and organized the first Presbyterian church in America, becoming the father of American Presbyterianism. In the years that followed, Ulstermen played a tremendous part in the spread of Presbyterianism in America. Ulster Scots settlers founded schools all over the country, one of the most notable being William Tennant's Log College, founded at the Chamonix in Pennsylvania, which became the forerunner of Princeton University. They were also involved in politics and were instrumental in the Declaration of Independence, at least eight of the signatories being of Ulster Scots background. The document was originally handwritten by Charles Thompson from Macarraw, County Londonderry, and it was printed by John Dunlop, an Ulster Scot from Strabane. At least 14 US presidents have had Ulster Scots origins, with several others having maternal links. From 1881 to 1904, the US had a continuous 23-year run of Ulster Scots presidents. Hopefully we've made a positive contribution, rather than otherwise. And we've just been listening to Demo Mitchev from Sofia, Bulgaria, on a tune called Bards Fly. Farfay from England with Night Spell. And this is the Harper and the Minstrel from Massachusetts. For Ireland, I'd not tell her name. Last quite Look after yourselves now. Slant. Was 
I'd not tell her name. If this beauty but my words would heed, the words that I speak would be That's all we have time for on this show. Remember, you can find out more information about the artists and songs played on the show on our website at CelticRootsRadio.com. And if you're an independent artist and you'd like to hear your music played on this show, again, you'll find details on our website. That's CelticRootsRadio.com. Tune in again next week to Celtic Roots Radio. I'm Raymond McCulloch, coming to you from Ireland. Slán agus